Welcome to episode number 57, Life's Missing Instruction Manual. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Goose, yep. Heck, yep, yep. Manny, yep. and Gabe. Guys, we have the entire crew here Full for house. episode Fantastic. 57 titled Life's Missing Instruction Manual. In this episode, we discuss Joe Vitale's hidden gem, his book titled Life's Missing Instruction Manual. We talk about why, in fact, this resource is indeed the guidebook you should have been given at birth. We hit the topics of listening, parenting, ending arguments, caring for others, and a host of other success principles. We wrap the episode up with two quotes from the author himself, Joe Vitale. All right, so if you're new, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Uh, And we kick things off with a definition from dictionary.com. And today... Uh, we define the, the the word manual, a small book, especially one giving information or instructions uh, appropriately. So, as we are going to feature Joe Vitale's book again, Life's Missing Instruction Manual, and I read this book years ago, and uh, to this day, it, uh, some of the concepts and the the ideas presented in the book uh, impact me on a you know on a daily basis. So I figured. Um, it is an actual hidden gem. This was a number one seller for like Walmart uh, when oh, it wow. dropped, which sounds crazy. Um, it was a best-selling book, but it's no one's ever heard of it. It's the yeah. strangest thing. Hmm. Um, so Joe Vitale, if you guys don't know, this guy is featured um, mainly. Uh, people know him for the movie The Secret, which uh, dropped in two thousand six or two thousand seven, yeah, something like something that. Like that. Yeah, and uh, he was one of the quote experts on there, and he was talking about. Uh, obviously, as everyone else was, um, uh, law of attraction, and his whole thing is uh, expecting miracles, and uh, you know he's called and named uh, Mister Fire. So if you hear that, that's who they're also are talking about is uh, Joe Vitale. Um, this guy's like a musician; he does all kinds of things, influencing uh, you know uh, people all around the world. He has like ten like number one sellers, which is. Wow. So hard to do. Um, but anyway, so I want to feature his book since uh, I believe it's unappreciated um, on a grander scale. Obviously, uh, people who've read it like it because uh, it, it's a number one seller. So uh, with that being said, most books have forwards written which basically promote the book uh, to a specific audience in which a person fully backs the project. So I want to read a few quote praises uh, certain people have given this so-called uh, must read. So the first one I want to read was by Steve Seibold. And he says about this book, every man, woman, and child ought to study this book like a scientist. Every high school, college, and graduate ought to include it in their curriculum. Joe Vitale reveals and reminds us of the wisdom it takes to be happy, healthy, and wealthy. I couldn't put this book down. Hmm. Second one by Wendy Friesen. Brilliant, simple, and profound. If we could all absorb and live by just one of these lessons every day, our lives would truly be abundant. As I read, I realize I needed about 50 copies to give to the people I love and care about. This is truly a unique work of art from the spirit of a beautiful man. Life's Missing Instruction Manual will make you think, feel, and be more curious than ever about what you can create for your life and for those you love. Nice. Another one by Jillian Coleman Wheeler. This is the volume that should have come tucked under the pillow in your bassinet. Words of wisdom about life and, yes, about business, too. Once again, Joe Vitale speaks directly to those of us who seek success through spirituality. And the last one I want to read is by uh, Craig Perrine. This book is so good, I'm reading it to my sons and they love it, too. It's a lifetime of wisdom delivered in a quick, easy-to-digest lessons everyone really should have at birth. Um, and so we always talk about, you know, we're brought into this world without an instruction manual and, you know, your parents are basically, uh, clueless, um, to, to some extent, obviously that's like kind of a joke, but for most of us, even if, you know, we prepare 
for the yeah. child. And uh, I know myself, I read books and my wife read books and our first child was still like, what in the world are we doing? Yeah. Um, obviously, we're responsible <laughs> adults and, you know, we figured it out quickly. You don't really have much time to. Uh, yeah. But then a lot of it comes as uh, second nature. But I believe uh, there's certain things, uh, and I also believe that there's no right or wrong way, you know, uh, f- for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but uh, I think it's like anything else. You learn hands on more than anything else. Yeah, literally. Um, I know, like changing a diaper. Year, it's like it took mm-hmm. me forever for like my first one. Then after a while, man, it was like nothing. You're just like boom, 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 and you're done. You're like let's keep it moving. I'm still changing diapers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> life is still yeah. Yeah. Life he does it all with one hand now. Though. Yeah, I tie my my hands up. I can do it with one hand. Eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what I wanted to do with this book <laughs> is. Um, in the table of contents, uh, there's there's um, there's what what do you call the titles? There's titles and then there's a bunch of subtitles. So there's eight big titles. So like categories in which all these little you know subtitles fall mm. under, and that's basically kind of what I want to do. Go through here is kind of hit those titles and then you know us talk about you know each one where he's uh, you know I guess embracing or highlighting or whatever. So in this top title, uh, titled You, uh, Congratulations on Your Life, one of the subtitles, he says, Life Doesn't Have to Be Hard. Hmm. And uh, even just that in itself, we can go off on you know a bunch of uh, tangents here. But mm-hmm. in that uh, chapter, he says, The secret is to focus on what you want. Do what is before you to make it happen and trust the process. Um, we are here in the Philadelphia region, and uh, the 76ers have a quote, you know, titled, you know, trust the process, um, because our hardcore fans are constantly questioning, um, what, what the, uh, yeah, what management's doing. And so they came up with this like phrase, trust the process, because, um, you know, we live in a society where we want it results instantly. And, uh, there's a process that we have to go through. And the process, as we always talk about, is what creates, you know, who we are. It's mm-hmm. our end result. That's how we become that's how we become the better versions of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so life doesn't have to, you know, be hard. All right. So another portion of this uh, chapter, he says, um, everything is a projection from inside you. Yeah. Um, so he says, blame and excuses are easy. They let you avoid responsibility. Um, and and it's true. Uh, here, here's the thing. Uh, even tonight, tonight there's a lot of randomness happening. Uh, but I myself have to take responsibility to, you know, keep things moving, keep things going. And I could have sat around and pouted for an hour, or I could have came up with, you know, topics and material for us to talk about for an hour. Uh, so the choice was mine. I really didn't have an hour. Uh, but it, it's one of those things where it's it's your personality. What are you going to do when you're pushed in a corner? What yeah. are you going to do when uh, life doesn't hand you you know the rainbows and stuff? Are you going to come up with excuses? I could have easily came up with excuses, right? Yeah. Could have completely canceled everything, said, you know what, we'll figure it out. We'll do it another night. Um, but... You know, you have to roll with the punch. Nothing in life, it, the reason why you just keep, you have to keep it moving is because nothing's going to be perfect. Nothing is perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so just rolling with the punches, I think, I actually believe you do come up with a more genuine product anyway. It's less artificial. It's more. Yeah. But it is like, it. yeah, you have to be, like you said, roll the punches. This projection is all how you react to situations and kind of keep it flowing as opposed to, yeah, you can sit back and pal, but. You can take a negative situation and make it positive. Um, so he says exactly going going with what you're saying. He says, so if someone upsets you, look at how you, you upset yourself, love it, and let it go. Uh, as you change your inner self, you will find an outer change. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and honestly, that 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 really is what it's about. It's you know when I see people get bent out of shape for the like to me, what now is funny. Yeah. Um, it was stuff that I maybe at one point I got upset about too. Um, but you're, you're just like, dude, there's so much more important things or p- there's so much, you know, issues in the world that people have it so much harder mm-hmm. that w- what are you going to do? Um, like the little problems that we, I'm not saying our problems are little yeah. by any means. I'm just saying if you start to like reflect and compare your yeah. issue, your current issue yeah. to like the world issues, yeah, absolutely, you just suck things up and you just keep it moving. You're like, okay, way to put it into perspective. And always in hindsight, you always... um. You always look back and say how oh, that was not as big a deal as you thought it was at the moment. It never is. It never is as big a deal. Yeah. 
when you're going through it, it always seems tough and, you know, this big mon- you know, mon- monumental task and biggest issue in the world. But then after it's all said and done, it's like yeah. doing your house. When we did our house, I was like, I'll never do a house. I'll never do another house project, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Here you go. You know, fast forward four months later, it's like, oh, we could probably do this because you yeah. just forget about it. Time, yeah. you know. You learn and expand yeah. upon it. Yeah. Time, you know, heals all wounds and you forget about it and you just open up a new one. Exactly. <laughs> so he says... Um, also, speaking of, you know, rolling with the punches, getting getting what you want, people don't realize in this, he's actually talking about the law of attraction, but he's breaking it down so simple um, that he's teaching the law of attraction without teaching the law of attraction. Yeah. So a lot of people hate buzz, some people hate buzzwords, I should say. And when they see a buzzword, they're just completely turned off, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, without realizing you could still learn something from that buzzword or whatever. Um, so he says, you know, you get more of what you focus on. Obviously, that's the law of attraction. People without this manual focus on what they don't want, and they get more of it. Uh, So he says, you're smarter than that, right? If you want wealth, focus on wealth. If you want health, focus on health. If you want happiness, focus on happiness. It's an overlooked but guaranteed secret of the universe. You get more of what you focus on. Mm -hmm. Um, That in itself is the most basic form of the law of attraction. That is, uh, you know, whatever you're putting out. So if you're constantly, so in your, you know, I guess, life and, and, and your experience and how you're digesting life, I should say, if all your reaction is always defensive, yeah. everything life's going to throw at you is going to feel defensive. Like you, mm-hmm. you're kind of like yeah. that rat. Yeah, you ever, you ever meet somebody who's always like a hot mess? Like legit, like a hot mess. I, like I could think of like at Temple, <laughs> people like literally running into class every day. Uh, yeah. Every yeah. day they're running into class. There's no, it's almost, it's almost impossible to be late that many times. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like you're purposely doing it. Mm-hmm. The per- if you ask that person to probably point the fingers, mm-hmm. right, and say, oh, no, no, my alarm clock didn't go off. There's no way your alarm clock didn't go off every, every single day. day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. So then at one point, you have to actually sit back, laugh at yourself, mm-hmm. love yourself for it. You're like, you know, I'm funny. But at the same time, you have to accept it that he's like, that's your fault. Like, yeah. you have to take responsibility of it. And you can't be the one, the guy or the girl, you know, with like, I, I always think of this one girl. She always was dropping stuff and running in like she would like run into the room to the classroom the lecture hall whatever and like pencils would be like flying everywhere her makeup was all like all over the place she looked disheveled at all times um and it was every day and then there's another girl sitting across from her who's always sick like literally always blowing her nose always whatever always missing class because she was sick always sick always sick um and then you had these other people who were always on time they always did good and he's like, you know, what's the difference between all these people? Absolutely nothing. They were all applying and using the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. But they were, whatever they were focusing on, they were getting more of. Isn't it more exhausting to, like, come up with an excuse? Because, you, like, seriously, like, <laughs> emo- emotionally. That's why say the truth will set you free. Yeah, especially. like, emotionally, you're just trying, like, you're beating yourself up because you're making up a lie. Yeah. And you're making yourself feel better. Rather After just be like, while, yeah. You run out of excuses. Yeah. It's like, you try and make something up for the next one yeah and then you're exhausted to try to figure out what the next one is and then you're just piling on at that point you've beaten yourself to a pulp so much better dude. it's over it's over after that it seems yeah. like the people who like always constantly excuse you have to, like are the ones who like have to tell everybody that what, what happened yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah have to explain themselves yeah, yeah. Feel every single person has to just let it out then and the story oh, gets grander and grander each yeah. time they tell it <laughs> exactly you know it's, it's, like, it's unbelievable that's part is like you know they're already like saying some bullcrap you just feed into it because yeah. you want to see how oh, far it's actually going to yeah. go now it's like oh really I get so embarrassed I jumped over the moon I, I get so embarrassed moon, I can't I don't even I say, <laughs> oh that's crazy good work <laughs> oh, I just, it's just too much the worst is when someone's coming over with excuse or making up a story when you were there yeah. but they're telling uh, it to someone else like yeah. dude I was there that definitely didn't happen alright so uh, his next title title uh, goes internal capabilities understanding your life's potential um, and the first thing he says which is hilarious that he says anything is possible. Um, this always reminds every time I hear this, this reminds me of uh, an argument uh, I got in with a kid when I was uh, in middle school, and we're walking home, and this kid was like saying something that he was going to make varsity or something, and we're like, I'm like, dude, it's impossible. You can't make. We're in middle school. You can't play varsity. And he's like, um, he's like, yeah, I, yeah, I can. He's like, I could do, I could, I could do anything. Anything's possible. I was like, anything's possible. He's like, yeah. He's like, and and if everyone knows where we grew up, there's like this path that um, the town is split with uh, the railroad track. Mm. So I said, jump over the railroad track right now. 
He's like, what? I was like, it, anything's possible. Jump over the railroad track. He started arguing with me or whatever. He got mad. He's like, it's not, it's not, it's not possible, dude. You not any everything's possible. Yeah. That's just a saying. Yeah. I was like, you took it literal. And we got in this argument, and I'm kind of mad at myself that I said that. Kind of definitely like shut this kid down. Uh, now that I think about it, but it was like <laughs> he's still trying. It's, to, he's at trying some to level, he's still trying to make varsity. At some level, <laughs> <laughs> at some level, you got to accept reality, and that's yeah. what we talk about this all the time. When I got introduced to the personal development industry, I went from one one thing to another, zero to a hundred, into the optimistic yeah. uh, thing, and then I had to get. You know, well, life reeled me back down. So now I'm a, you know, what they call like the optimist, optimistic realist. Yeah. Um, and so it's like at some level, I'm like, okay, jump over the railroad. You know, it's like, yes, I do believe in miracles. I expect miracles and I want the best thing to happen, but jump over the railroad. So it, it gives you that perspective, that reality, yeah. because it's like, all right, but things still have to get done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but now, now as 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 an optimist who's a realist, right? At, at, at the same time, you now walk up to the tracks and then literally jump over them, rather than doing it from the from the path. You walk up to the tracks and then you jump over it. So it's 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 attainable. Yeah, just a different way of getting yeah. it done. Yeah, you do it the more logical way. Yeah, right, right, right. So, all right. So in this same uh, you know category, this is why this is life's missing instruction manual because this guy gives fantastic tips on a lot of stuff. So in this same uh, so, you know, subtitle called Internal Capabilities. He talks about how to feel better in one minute. Life doesn't have to get you down. There's a secret to feeling better and within one minute. Here it is. Breathe slowly, deeply, completely, and sigh. Here's how to do it. Take a deep breath. Feel your lungs. Hold it in for a few seconds. Release it with a long, slow sigh of relief. Do it again. And if necessary, repeat. The release of oxygen will help you release any stuck mood um which is hilarious there's people it's fantastic there there is people out there who've (laughs) written multiple books on on breathing yeah it is phenomenal um a lot of like like, it's fantastic what's that sorry there's so apparently we forgot how to breathe the proper way (laughs) um Uh, so we're breathing in a function functional way but it's almost like it, there's a, it's not that we're doing it wrong it's that there's a better way so it's kind of like it's not that we're putting not putting gas in our cars but we can put premium mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. engine can operate better right at higher speeds if you have like you know like a turbo engine or whatever just a you know a higher performance engine same thing with if you put synthetic oil in uh versus regular um it's it's all kind of the same thing it's not that you're doing it wrong it's just that there's a better way mm-hmm. um and so people write these you know books on breathing which is hilarious but that is basically how to feel better in one minute um the relief of uh the release of stress in breathing and if you are curious at all in any of these topics i promise you look up like the art of breathing or something like that oh, it's probably, and yeah. there's literally book there's courses on there's this probably dozens of books for that my watch tells me to stop and breathe yeah, the the watches are getting kind of crazy now. Yeah. I mean, the things telling telling you what to do. It t- literally tells you go to sleep, wake up. Yeah. Tells you you know your alarm your alarm's going off. Tells you when to breathe. Tells me to stand up. Yeah, stand. Time to stand. <laughs> literally, <laughs> you were like, like yeah, you're mobile in like two hours. Yeah. All right. So his next topic is titled external connections, caring for others in your life. Um, and this one I kind of did want to go over a little bit more in depth because. Uh, we talk about dad life, and uh, one of the chapters is it says uh, your parents did the best they could. Mm. Uh, I remember fifty four, and they say uh, they say this happens a lot when you hit your twenties. <laughs> oh, uh, actually, comedian Bill Burr was just talking about this. He was talking about like for some reason you are like the accumulation of whatever your parents taught you, and then like your little, you know, uh, I guess your circle of friends. Yeah, yeah, your influences, and then obviously your own thought process. Yeah. Uh, we're not robots, uh, but majority of people, you know, are that and uh, growing up, they're frustrated at their parents. They don't like the way their parents are raising mm-hmm. them naturally. Yeah. yeah. So then at 20, he's like saying that 20, you know, he says between like 21 and like 25, you're the most frustrated human beings walking earth mm-hmm. because it's like you hate the reality of what your parents said is real yeah. and you hate it to admit it. And then at the same time, you feel you think you know everything. And then it's like that yeah. combination yeah. of stuff. And then you're, you know, you want to not, not most people made it financially mm-hmm. or made yeah. it mm-hmm. 
or are married or have kids or thought where they were going to be in their mid-20s. Sure. So it's a lot of frustration. Yeah. And he's like, they're the angriest people walking That's this true. earth. And when he said it, I started cracking up laughing uh, because it's true. Yeah. And uh, we start b- blaming our upbringings, start blaming mm. other people, our jobs, our college, whatever it is. Um, so he says, uh, your parents did the best they could. He goes, I never liked how my father raised me. He was an ex-Marine drill sergeant and a mm. formal professional boxer. Wow. Uh, he treated me like a drafted recruit in World War II. I grew up. <laughs> That's wow. great. I grew up resenting uh, the beatings, the discipline, and the constant terror. A friend of mine in college shocked me when he said, your father could have tossed you in a garbage can when you were a baby. He didn't. He raised you the best way he knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so how harsh all of that just was. Yeah. Uh, facts that is so true the fact that his dad it was like it was like saying i saw i saw like an article about a father uh basically being a drill sergeant to his son for football his his son's not even like 10 um and he has him every day at the school doing all these crazy drills and he's like you know being being a, a going pro uh the life of going pro or something like that and you know there's a lot of critics out there blah 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 um, and then people were like, "Oh, that's horrible! You shouldn't do that to you know mm. to a kid. That's too much. You know, you're, you're being too hard on the kid." And then like two comments later, he's like, "Or he could have been a, a dad that you guys also complain about who walked away from his kids." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Enough. Um, yeah. Right. So it's like it's it's never enough for no, the critics, right. right? They're always gonna find something that's you know wrong. And whether what he's doing is right or wrong, to me, it doesn't matter. The fact that I always say this is that they're involved. Mm. Yeah. And that's the best that they know. He, yeah. Who knows? It might be the best way, but in his mind, he's doing the best he can. Isn't mm-hmm. that like good enough? Yeah, right. well, obviously not for some people, but, uh, but it's always easier to talk on the outside looking in. Of course, and then you know, the the comment under that was like, who wrote, who who gave any of you commenters or you critics the award of like best parent exactly. anyway? Uh, which is why we talk about what we talk about. Uh, because it really is. It's so easy to point out other people's flaws. Oh, sure. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so it, I think the whole point is, like, you know, the, the your parents are doing or did the best they could. Um, even if you don't like it. Even if, like you said, how he says you completely resent him and you don't think that's how a person should be raised. Well, it's now it's your turn. You can then, you know, shoot your energy in a different direction. But you still, at some level, you have to, you know, that's all they know, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and even, like I said, even if it was terrible, um, in their minds, they're doing the best that they could. Yeah. You can achieve, under this under this uh, subcategory, he's like, your children will become what they become. So he talks about, uh, you know, not being frustrated with the end result just knowing that you did your job or as long as you're doing your job they're going to be whatever they're going to be anyway even if this dad right Mm. with the little football guy is pushing this on him because then somebody says like what if the kid asked his dad to do that yeah Yeah. said i want to be a professional football player can Mm -hmm. you teach me yeah you don't know and then people of course are saying oh you're just living vicariously through your kid blah 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 but i'm saying you don't know you don't know the whole story exactly um but anyway yeah or it's sometimes like the parent that uh, they're they're teaching their kids stuff that they've never were taught, and they wish that they were taught as a as a as a child. Yeah. So they're right. like living stuff that they've never experienced, and they're trying to experience, give that experience to their child. Right. Yeah, he says my my sister has twins. They were raised in the same environment by the same parents, and had the same teachers in the same schools, and dated sisters. In spite of that, they are completely different in personalities and goals. Water your children with love and allow them to grow as they choose and be sure to give them each a copy of this manual. Um, <laughs> but it's true. It doesn't matter. We've, we've seen it. We've seen brothers. We've seen twins. Uh, the same thing. Raised in the same environment. Went to the same school. And their end result was totally different. One could be up. One could be down. Mm-hmm. Both could be up. Um, it's how that person internalizes their life. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what he's trying to say. You can't... Well, try not to... Uh, be frustrated because the very f- next uh, title is you can achieve anything with support. Mm. So your kids need that level of support, uh, you know, to some extent. Obviously, you're not going to support your kid if it's you know doing something illegal or whatever, sure. yeah. you know, unjust, <laughs> unjustly or whatever. Even speaking from experience, just now, I just finally like with baseball and bringing it back to a kid who's eight years old playing baseball. I get I get so frustrated, been so frustrated with my son. 
I finally just, whatever. Whatever happens, whatever he's going to be, he's supposed to be, whatever. Yeah. It was so much more enjoyable to watch the game like that and yeah. not be mad that you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong. I just watched the game and it was, well, I was at peace. Yeah. And he was at peace because I was at peace. Right. I was just, it was a complete detriment for me trying to help him. And I'll put that in quotes. I was helping him by screaming and, you know, yelling out these instructions because I want him to do so well. And at one point, I was just like, he's going to, whatever. He's going to do what he's going to do. He's yeah. going to be what he's going to be. And yeah. I can only do as much as I can do. And then from whatever happens in the game or whatever happens for the result, I can't. I did my part. Right. And I watched the game so much more peacefully. Yeah. Uh, and, and he did great, that game. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I guess there's yeah, there's something the to be said there. Yeah, exactly. Stressing him out. So Absolutely. he's probably not yeah, yeah, you're playing right. to his fullest. Yeah. And I got a, I got so a Fitbit. I'll tell you, my heart rate's at 110 at all times. <laughs> Usually my rest, my, my resting heart rate's like 52. I mean, during the game, like, so I know I'm stressing myself out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. I guess um, you constantly yelling instructions that he's trying to impress you, or not impress sure. you, but trying to satisfy you. Yeah, and then the funny thing is you can see him get, like, you can see the stress happen. You know how you, you say he tense up? Yeah. His knees get locked in. His arms get tighter, everything. And I'm looking at it. He was just loose as could be, man, just having a good time. Like, good, uh, good for you. It's so much <laughs> yeah. better for me. I remember there was like a special on uh, Bob Knight, the uh, mm-hmm. uh, college basketball coach. And I never forget there was this one scene where he picks up a chair. He was infamous for like breaking chairs. He picked up a chair, threw it, like kind of threw it slash slammed it on the floor. Got up in front of the team and said, what are you in scared of? In the back of my mind, I'm like, you. <laughs> like, it's so intense. I can't operate. Like, yeah, that would yeah. be such a distraction. To yeah, I'm like, dude, you're more of a distract in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he was like, a, I think he had like a winning career. Oh, he's one of the, yeah, one of the best coaches ever. Had a, had a great kind of collegiate career. One of the most winningest coaches. But you had to be a certain type of player to do that. Right. You had to lo- you had to thrive in that stressful. Like he made you better, and I'll put that in quotes. Yeah. But you had to be that guy. You had yeah. to have that mindset. It wasn't not a, it wasn't built for everybody. He, no, no way. No. And going on, you know, uh, you know, talking about how you transitioned from being high intensity to just kind of laid back. Uh, one of the topics he says is your relationships are for your growth, your growth. Hmm. Um, so a lot of times people say like, oh my gosh, this dude's the worst or, you know, why am I, you know, if I have to be around this person because he's my relative. Um, but they're there for your growth. <laughs> yeah. They're there to teach you patience. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. a lot of times people say like oh, kids don't have patience, obviously, because they're kids, they want it now and they just scream, mm-hmm. they cry. But in turn, in, you know, at that same moment, it's teaching you patience. Yeah. Right. So the way you internalize that is, um, you know, however you internalize that. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, patience, forgiveness, tolerance, and compassion. Uh, this won't always be easy, but it will always be for your growth. Yeah, and always like some of the things you complain about other people is stuff like you kind of projecting on that. Sure. Some of that too. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, if you're if you're complaining about something, if you look in the mirror, you're you're yeah. probably the first culprit. Mm-hmm. So so we are all here in relationships, right? Um, in the same chapter, he gives a very interesting uh, subtitle, and it goes, How to End an Argument. Mm. Um, and in that, he says, Be the first to say I'm sorry. Hmm. Uh, and as soon as you say it, the other side will look at you and see if you are sincere. Mm-hmm. If you are, the tension will release. Um, which is another gem mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. Yeah. You know, putting out the fire is like, Woo! And he said, like, You know, something like, I'm going to butcher this quote or this saying, whatever. It's like uh, holding a grudge against somebody is like holding a piece of coal in your hand and never throwing it. The person, that other person doesn't even know you're mad at them. You know, mm-hmm. when you're holding like a grudge or even if they do, they don't realize how intense it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and to, you know, to what level it's like holding a piece of, you know, a hot coal in your hand and never throwing it. Yeah. And if you could th- put that visually, mm-hmm. like just get rid of it, just drop it and literally drop. Yeah. Drop it. Well, but what happens with, all right, I'm sure everybody's been in a situation, but you're in a conversation with somebody, right, and you're upset, and you just say sorry for the sake of killing the tension, knowing that you, you feel in your heart of hearts that you're right, or you feel that your you know your complaints are valid or your reasoning is valid. How do you deal with that? Because all you're doing is just kind of giving in, isn't it? Well, no, he says if you're sincere. sincere They're going to look at you if you're sincere. If you're not sincere, then don't say. Well, you're I si- you're say sincere it. in stopping the. Okay, I just want to be done with it. 
I'm just saying, okay, to just shut you up, sincere. You you think that sincerity is will, yeah, will all, bleed through? Yeah, that also can sound like being a smartass. Yeah, sincerely being an idiot. Because <laughs> you no. mean what you're saying. You're like, oh, I'm just going to stop it just to stop it because I'm just sorry. They're going to feel that is what he's saying. He's like, it's the sincerity of you actually saying I'm sorry. That's what he's saying being sincere to. Not so sorry, not just to end an argument. If you're just ending an argument, then yeah, it's going to go. It'll probably go to the next day until you're actually, you feel sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's not saying just say I'm sorry just to give in. Sometimes you are right. Sometimes your point needs to be made. I think. I mean, sometimes I guess that type of situation, like, yeah, you may to just deflate the situation and come back to later when there's right. calmer minds and all that stuff. Yeah, like, I won't. I wouldn't say that's the time to just like say sincerely you're sorry because you're not. I would just say you know if that's how you handle it, that's how you handle it. I don't know because if you're not going to be sincerely sorry, don't say sorry. Just like I don't agree with this at all. Yeah, oh, but. Right, right. I'm just not. I don't. I'm not trying to argue right now. But like, yeah. maybe we should just both sit right there and let it ponder, and then we come back to this because this is like it's not. I don't agree with you, and you don't agree with mm-hmm. me. Um, so obviously, you know, whatever. Um, so that, that's really hard. Agree to disagree. Just yeah, it's like an it. agree to disagree, but it's also how you say right. It's mm-hmm. almost saying like be quiet or like shut up is the yeah. good example. Mm. Shut up, whatever. And he just kind of walk away or just like sincerely like at a straight like the guys from 300 yelling saying shut up. You know, viciously and like, you know, sweats coming out. Like there's yeah. a whole difference in you're saying the same thing, mm-hmm. but how you're saying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next uh, titles uh, from this book, Life's Missing Instruction Manual by Joe Vitale is titled Troubleshooting, Taking Care of Yourself. Um, he talks about, again, the law of attraction without using. He says, give what you want to receive. Um, you get the results you're supposed to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always talk about earning earning respect or earning your way uh, to the top. And uh, my son's into, uh, what, what were we just watching? Monster Jam. Uh, yeah. So it's like these monster trucks that are going through ramps, they're racing, and they have this whole freestyle event where they basically do tricks in these big monster trucks. And it's, it's pretty incredible. We went to see one live, and it's one thing I, I was told that it was going to be loud, but when you're actually there, it's a whole other level of loud that's like, whoa. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so if, if you guys ever heard of the guy Gravedigger, yeah. he has two of his sons uh, are also drivers or whatever, son of a digger, mm. and uh, Gravedigger the legend, which I don't think you know drives anymore. But uh, the son of a digger won this one event, and uh, he literally says, he's like, I know this man behind me. Uh, paved my way in gold uh, and I'm taking advantage of every second of it. See, now that's a total different perspective on life. Uh, we're talking about like earning your way. Mm-hmm. He's saying that, but heck, there's people out there who have all the opportunity in the world and don't take advantage of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in a way, you have to respect yeah. that because apparently that's probably like a, you know, like an in, inside code like conversation piece amongst the Monster Jam guys like, oh yeah, you're only here because you're dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he probably heard that so many times that he probably came to like this like comfortable place, like this place of acceptance. Like, okay, what am I supposed to do? What, I didn't get to choose like my dad to be the greatest, you know, monster yeah. truck thing. I was he gave birth to me, you know what I mean? He created me. I walked into this. It wasn't like I said, um, God, can you please have my dad be the best monster? He's yeah. like, yeah. this is what I walked into, but I'm gonna take advantage of it too. Yeah, exactly. I love doing this. I, he's been around since he was a kid, and he's literally like one of the best too. Uh, but when he said that, I'm like, yes, that's what I'm talking about right there. That's not like a handout to me. No, it, it's easier to swallow because it comes with humility. You know what I mean? You're not being, he's not being uh, uh, brash about it or feel like he's an elitist of some sort. He's hes being humble and saying, you know what? Yeah, I'm very fortunate to have this opportunity and I'm taking advantage of it. That's always easier to swallow than some guy saying, this is what I do. You know, I've been here. I, I came from nothing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, I, or I did this on my own and they had yeah, yeah exactly. had the opportunity all, the whole time. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's easy to hate that guy, you yeah. know, and it's easy to love the guy that says, you know, I'm very fortunate. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Yeah, he still has right. to prove himself that he's the best. Right, like, exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, for sure. He, um, um, he also talks about, so this whole thing is, talking about taking care of yourself um do not be afraid uh this too shall pass um you know miracles happen all the time there's no exceptions um and a few other things like do not strive for perfection and and Hmm. all these topics that he goes which obviously this book is clearly a must read um that he goes on to explain 
it really is taking care of yourself because it's, you know, know thyself, understand mm-hmm. who you are. How do you react to things? Um, going back to this, uh, you know, comedian Bill Burr, he says he had, he admittedly has an anger issue. He's like, the smallest things bother me. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, he's like, I walk around at a seven already. Hmm. You know what I mean? He's like, when there's people who are just so laid back, they're at like a one or a two. He's like, I can understand any guy being at a three. He's like, but I'm at a seven. Like, that's my starting point. And so he's like, anything, like the way someone like cuts him off in traffic, he's, it will bother him the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, he's infuriated. He said one time some dude cut him off or something like that and then said something to him or whatever. Hmm. And uh, his wife was in the car. He dropped his wife home off, you know, into, the, into uh, to their house. He gets back in the car and was doing laps around where this guy flipped him off, hoping to see this guy again. Hmm. <laughs> like, that is anger on a whole That's nother, really, like, trying to, like, prove his point. Like, That's like yeah, that is intense. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a whole insane nother. as well. Oh, for sure. A little quarter inch off there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, the, the point is, is, you know, taking care of yourself. The 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 next book I want to write would be titled uh, From Frustration to Fulfillment. Mm. And the whole concept is we're frustrated. And I was talking about just how we're frustrated, you know, in our mid-20s. Um, we're frustrated because we have a, a lot of us have false expectations and when we don't, our results don't come in as we thought they should, that leads to frustration. And a lot of times, our false expectations is not realistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We come up with unrealistic goals for ourselves. Like, By 25, I'm going to be X, Y, and Z. And it's very high and it's very possible. But when it doesn't happen, you're dead mad at yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. And again, you're frustrated. You're ticked off at the world. It's unfair. Um, all this stuff. But... You know, realize that this is all the development of you. Yeah. It's the process, how we talked about earlier, trusting the process. Um, this is making who you are. So then you can, you know, we had Daryl Burks on, uh, you know, last week we we're talking about, you know, making transactions. How do you, how do you maintain the next transaction when you know the last one you just had fell through? Mm. And then how are you trying to be happy in front of this person? Mm-hmm. And to talk about the stock traders who desensitize themselves to a terrible stock trade. That's kind of how you have to be. You just mm-hmm. kind of keep it moving. That's part of the process, dude. Yeah. Yeah. If you think success is just one straight, you know, straight up, you know, pathway, you're you're badly mistaken, uh, mistaking yourself. It, it's it's all zigzag. It's all over the place. You go up, down, across. It's all over. It's a big scribble. If you could think mm-hmm. of that, that's a path yeah. to success. Or one just, big scribble all over the place. Or just any kind of like those, um, you know, like the business charts. It's always like up and down. Right. It's right. never a straight line, like you said. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, even look at your 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 own EKG. Yeah, exactly. See mm-hmm. what your heart's doing? It's like boom, 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 up and down, boom. Oh, that's life. Yeah, literally. Oh, absolutely. At, at, yeah. at its essence. Um, and, and there's always going to be the up and down. So that's all part of the process. Um, his next title is uh, Optimum Performance, Getting the Best Out of Your Life. Um, and in it, he talks about not to be afraid of asking for help, um, to change and burn your bridges, uh, which is kind of interesting because a lot of people say don't burn your bridges. Yeah. I was going to ask you, he, said, he says to burn your bridges? He says to burn your bridges, and I remember one other person saying this and with an explanation. I never forget, I think it was, um, I know who it was, it was Will Smith, but he, I, I think the interview was with Oprah. I'm not sure, it's with Oprah, some, some like big name like that. Mm. And he says... He when he burned his bridges is when he became successful, mm-hmm. and a lot of people talk about the plan B. And the reason why mm. a lot you know most people aren't committed to plan A is because they still have a plan B. Yeah. They still have that safety net. Mm-hmm. And he's saying when he canceled that, when he burned those bridges and only had a plan B, he was forced to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the concept Joe Vitale is talking about here uh, to burn your bridges. I know it sounds really weird, but I think they got the that saying and kind of twisted it. Yeah, yeah. Burning your bridges is like really like not destroying relationships yeah. uh, with other people because they can, you know, help you somewhere else along the way. Yeah. But in their sense, how they took, you know, not burning your bridges is talking about or yep. burn your bridges is talking about your options in life. Uh, he talks about, um, so optimum performance, obviously getting the best out of life. He says, illness um, is a call from your body. So uh, I heard this before, not just from this book. They said, anytime you feel like a level of pain, obviously your body's trying to tell you something that you're either d- you're doing something wrong or mm-hmm. something's wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, same thing with a headache. 
uh, when we're overly tired and like exhausted, that pain, <laughs> that pain that you feel, uh, it, some, your body's telling you something. Your body's trying to is constantly communicating to you, mm-hmm. and it's reflecting yeah. on what's going on. Uh, so, so obviously, we, I just laugh at this because we're in allergy season right now. Yeah. And it's like, so what's my body telling me? I'm living in the wrong environment. Um, it's oh, it's just funny. Uh, it, it's uh, you know. Anyway, so when you're doing something, you know, there's a bad way to lift things. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like lift like a heavy box, and there's a right way. You know, they tell you to use your legs when you yeah. lift. And I never understood what that meant when I was a kid until you know you get older because your body's very forgiving when you're younger. Oh sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you get older, you just wake up hurting. <laughs> you, you twist the wrong way and like you pull a hip or something. Uh, my brother Hector, I was doing yard work and I was bent over grabbing like a, a bulk of leaves to put them in the you know you know those brown big large paper bags mm. or recycle bags. Um, and he ran up to me and scared me, dude. I started getting muscle spasms on my back. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. We're gonna be out of the gym for another week now. Uh, but yeah, just to say, I was just saying that if I was younger, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Oh, sure. I would have gotten scared, uh, or I would have jumped up or whatever, but it wouldn't have hurt me. Now I was like, oh man, I went definitely had like the heating pad on that night. <laughs> no, you had a commission for like three days. Yeah. Uh, well, we actually didn't work out for an entire week because of my muscle spasms. There you go. Um, anyway, and uh, moving right along here, his next uh, title is specifications: what you need to know about others. Um, and he says, you know, people respond to flattery. Uh, people want to be happy, period. People will pay any amount of money to have their inner states changed. People always act for positive reasons, even if behavior is negative. Uh, people want to be, res- uh, people want to be re- recognized. People universally feel deprived. Anyway, so it's this whole concept, um, that what you need to know about others um, at the end of the day, everybody wants to be happy. Sure. Yeah. And everybody wants to be recognized. Um, I know one tip. I was just talking to somebody at, at work, and I asked them, Isaac, I learned what I'm about to ask you. If I learned a long time ago, because they said you're really good with names, and I said, well, I actually heard this over ten years ago. Someone said, what's everyone's favorite word? <laughs> right? You remember this? Yeah. What's everyone's favorite word? You're like, oh, I don't know. He's like, their name. He's like, so if you continually say their name or the fact that you remembered their name, mm-hmm. they're more inclined to just like you off the bat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you just met somebody and you know their name and you're saying their name, um, I don't know if you guys noticed, we had a couple guests on who would repeat my name in between everything. That's a yeah. perfect Tracy Syfax. Yeah. If you listen to Tracy Syfax episode, listen to that episode. Yeah. He, said, he says Jim every other sentence. Yeah. Um, it's incredible because I picked up on it right away and I just thought it was hilarious. Um, but it's fantastic. So then you're more inclined, uh, you know, to like that people, people want to be recognized or be and, remembered or and be remembered. Uh, and he's saying this because not a lot of people tell you that. And a lot of times we mess up relationships based off our own judgments because we think someone's lashing out or acting out and we take offense to it when really they just want to be recognized they just want you they want you to still be their friend but they're just acting out in a strange way mm-hmm. and then you get offended and you that whole relationship goes down the you know whole mm-hmm. other direction where it should have been <laughs> but if you know this in the beginning that people just will actually genuinely want to be happy even if they act out in negative ways they want to be recognized um there was this guy you know back, you know this whole JFK thing uh, you know who really you know yeah. shot you know JFK or whatever there, there was this, they're interviewing people of other possibilities of, you know, other than Oswald. Mm-hmm. And they're saying this one guy, all he wanted to do was be remembered. He didn't care if it was good or bad. Hmm. And they're saying that's re- that was his motive. Because there's like, well, what's his motive? Like, what's he even getting out of it? He, he's going to jail, yeah. right? Because he got caught. And he's like, that was it. That what that was his end result. He didn't care. Is that his name will forever be in the uh, history yeah. books alongside of a president. Mm. And so it's like, dude, if people go to that level <laughs> just to be recognized or remembered... Um, that that's on the negative scale. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, if you know that, you're constantly recognizing people for the good things. I'm not saying like, oh, dude, that's awesome job, you know, robbing that place. Um, you know, you you, you reward them. You know, you you com- you compliment them for uh, interesting things. And they say flattery is a good thing, and then some people say flattery is a bad thing because mm. they say in flattery, people pick up on that. They're saying, oh, you're just saying that just yeah. to... You know, just to okay, and the second to last uh, title is Proper Usage, uh, Defining Your Life's Purpose. 
Um, so he talks about um, you can have whatever you want as long as you don't want it, which mm. it is like the craziest thing. Huh. So you ever you ever hear of uh, if you love something, let it go? Yeah, that's the whole thing because when you hold something on tight, you're actually creating it's like a it's like a, a negative yeah um, energy that you're releasing. It's not a positive one. It's like yeah, you want it, you want it, you want it, but all it feels is is that you want it yeah. to attain anything in life. You have to have the feeling of earned it. So it's, mm, if you just yeah. say it's like, oh, I deserve that, I earned it, and it's it, it's when you say that you almost even lean back. I earned it. You're kind of just almost at rest when you say that. When you're saying I want it, you kind of naturally you lean forward. Mm-hmm. You're like your your shoulders kind of go, you know, move forward, and uh, you get like that aggressive tone. You become yeah, because you you stifle or suffocate the desire for yes. it. Yes, exactly. You choke it out. Yeah, I wrote an article years ago on that. Probably when I first started my blog. Um, I remember writing a whole piece on you act. We actually choke out the things that we we want and never attain them mm-hmm. because we're, we we're so tense and so stressed about receiving them, and that's all we're giving out is more stress and more tense. Thanks. He says money is energy, um, which I think is hilarious because I watched a documentary on uh, the stock market and and this guy uh, would bring out. He was like the teacher. This dude was like a multimillionaire by the age of 28 from, you know, stock investing or whatever. And um, he retired at hmm. like 28, I mean. So he was a millionaire by like 23 and then went on for five years and retired at 28. Wow. Uh, traveled the world for like four years and was like, uh, I, need, there, I need to come back. So anyway, so there's a documentary basically following him and his, you know, what he does on a day-to-day basis. And uh, the, 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 the guy who's like, you know, asking questions like, what's money mean to you? He's like, well, what's money mean to you? He flipped the question back on the person. He's like, hold on, stay right here. Hang on one second. He goes and gets, you know, money. And he he puts like a $5, you know, bill on, slaps it on the table. He's like, what is that? He's like, it's $5. He's like, yeah, but what what is it to you? What 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 is that? What does it mean to you? He goes, it's a $5 bill. He's like, okay, and what else? He's like, uh, I can get a cup of coffee and a donut. Okay, and he slaps a $10 bill on the, on the table. He's like, what is that? What is it? He's like, it's a $10 bill. He goes, what does it mean to you? He, he goes, um, well, you know, I can get it like a decent lunch or whatever. It's 10 bucks. He's like, okay. He slaps down a 20. He goes, what is that? What is it? He's like, whatever. I can get gas. And the guy keeps going. He throws a 50. He throws a hundred. Dude, this dude grabs a stack of hundreds and throws it on a table. He goes, what does that mean to you? What is that? And the dude goes, um, he goes, that's a lot. That can pay off debt. That can do da, 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 da. He's like, that's the problem with broke people. He's like, you gave so much worth to that piece of paper. I kept asking you, what is it? All it is is a piece of paper. You keep giving value to a piece of paper. The value's labeled on it, but you're so concerned about what it means to you. It's just a piece of paper. It doesn't care about you. He's like, you have emotions and feelings invested in that, and it doesn't even have feelings. It's a piece of paper. And And he's basically saying, it's an energy. You gave it all this energy, but it was all kind of in negative ways. You pushed it away. You saying, oh, I could pay pay debt. I could get this stuff. It's already negative. You're already kind of pushing the thing away. Instead of saying, I got it. I, I know what I can do with that. It's already invested. I'm going to flip it, triple it, whatever you're going to do with it. He's like, I don't put, I don't have feelings to it. So it comes to me faster. It just wants to, because it doesn't want to be tight. It doesn't want to be, it just wants to be free. And you're, you're bringing so much intensity towards it. You already labeled it with all the stuff you're going to do. The money doesn't care what you uh, what you're gonna do. So he's like, you know, money is energy. But um, it was interesting. It was very interesting. And so the last title is Assembly Required: Creating Your Future. He says um, almost all first steps are awkward. Uh, don't fall back. Anyway, even just that, life is too short. Um, everything you do will be a success. And all this, all these concepts he's talking about. Again, everything happens for a reason. The fact that, you know, that whole first step is awkward thing, I love that because it's like, it doesn't matter that your first step is awkward. Mm. We are awkward. Laugh at yourself. The positive part is that you actually took a step. Mm-hmm. You know, as one guy we used to know in the business world, he says, uh, somebody asked him, he's like, oh, what do you think? You're better than me? Because he got like a lot of success, uh, financial success and freedom and he quit his job and he was like in his 20s or whatever. And the guy's like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, you're walking around and you think you're better than me? He's like... I never, I never once said I was better than anybody. I'm walking around. If you think me walking around with confidence 
and living a life of excellence is better than you, then yes. You know what? In fact, I am better than you because when you're out there drinking your loser juice, I was out there uh, paving the streets and trying to build my business. When you're staying up late night drinking, I was staying up late night planning and and devising a plan to become, you know, uh, have my financial empire built uh, beneath me. So yeah, I am better than you. I thought it was the best answer ever. <laughs> Obviously, you can only say that to certain people. Yeah. Um, that was like amongst guys busting it up or whatever, but it's true, man. But um, anyway, so that's Life's Missing Instruction Manual. Of course, we chopped it up into you know the, the titles or whatever, but I thought it was a fantastic way to bring in uh, this hidden gem uh, by Joe Vitale. It's a must read. I recommend it to you know anybody out there. It doesn't even matter if you're a reader. It's like 100 and something pages, and each chapter is like a page long. Oh wow! So is yeah. it pictures? Nah, there's no, no pictures. No, nah. it's, it's an instruction book? manual, not a picture manual. Well, anyway, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to pull out uh, two quotes from Life's Missing Instruction Manual, um, as we always end our episode with two quotes, and uh, we wrap them up with Joe Vitale. And he goes, "One of them is to me: we all come to the human experience to play and have adventures, just as we go to movies and amusement parks." Uh, and I love that because I always say, you know, make Make life an adventure and have mm-hmm. fun doing it. Um, and the second one is, if you want to fulfill your dreams, whatever they may be, you've got to be willing to burn your ships and you've got to be willing to do whatever it takes. Mm. As my cousin Manny in uh, high school, or I'm sorry, in college, used to wear a dog tag that said wit, wit. on it, whatever it takes, yes, etched in there with like the Puerto Rican bandera on the other side. It was pretty ah! cool. <laughs> Untrue. <laughs> Wit was right, but the bandera not true. Life's Missing Instruction Manual. In this episode, we discussed Joe Vitale's hidden gem, his book titled Life's Missing Instruction Manual. We talked about why, in fact, this resource is indeed the guidebook you should have been given at birth. We hit the topics of listening, parenting, ending arguments, and caring for others with a host of other success principles. We wrapped the episode up with two quotes from the author himself, Joe Vitale. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.